Chris. Welcome back again with James Dearsley. And we're here to talk about the seven biggest problems UK estate agents have. Talk to me. What's number one? That was a great introduction. I love that one. Um, so this has come about because uh, I've done a few keynote speeches and, yep. and to be fair, I've tried to consolidate all that knowledge into, into one slide, just as a sort of like a, of, of an opening slide. Um, and I came up recently with, um, with the, six, the six Ps, the problems yep. that the real estate industry or the property industry has mm -hmm. in progressing. I tried to get as many Ps in a slide as possible. Mm -hmm. And I came up with six and I put it out to the audience and said, give me, you know, if I missed any, and I had, I'd missed one. So I try and cover some of them. Um, but I'll start with, with probably one of the most fundamentals, which is problems. Uh, we don't understand the problem that we have in our industry. What is that problem? Uh, it depends. It depends on the uh, on the industry type. It depends on the company. It depends on the customers, competitors, all the stuff I've talked about, the digital transformation um, in, in previous videos. It, it really is important that leaders of estate agencies work with not only the senior leadership team, not only the negotiators, the valuers, the managers, but also people like the customers and ciliary suppliers that you're working with, because it's not just about your agency, it's about outside of it, and say, what are the problems that we've got? And those problems might be at sales and marketing. They might be at the way that you're dealing with your, um, you know, your, your cash flow, your payroll. Understand the problems that you have. Don't look for a solution. Understand the problem and then go out for, to find that solution. So almost, as Gary Vee says, self-awareness. Oh, 100%. Self-reflection, self-awareness, um, understanding. Because, and, and just come back, and I think why it's really important, and this is where the PropTech industry gets a bad rap, is over the last 10 years, the PropTech companies that have had the most money with the most number of staff will come and bang on the door really loudly. You've got shiny object syndrome. Agencies will say, ah, this is wonderful. This is a, you know, the, the silver bullet solution that we've always talked about. And it's not. Because what they do is they run after the solution and they become a solution first organization rather than a problem first, which is a period of self-reflection to take a new point and, and then really drill into what are the problems that we face. And you should be come out, you know, five to ten problems, which you can then go out as a senior leadership team, having you know surveyed the whole industry and your, and your you know, investors and shareholders, etc. And you go out to the industry because quite often i think a lot of bosses and i know this is endemic in an awful lot of industries but they're very hands-on working in the business and not necessarily on the business and quite often they're looking for solutions estate agency suppliers to help them with that when in reality they they quite often are too close to the coalface and should be taking a step back 100 percent. yeah you've got to i mean if, if you're too close to it i mean it's like it, that's just management right you, you can't be too close to it you have to be one step removed and, and the, you know, the biggest challenge of leadership is, is to understand those problems. What's the second P? So profitability is another really important one, um, and simply because we're too focused on sort of short-term profitability rather than long-term profitability. And, and it's, easy, it's easy to say that. But, you know, I, and I think this is a challenge um, in particular, actually small and large. Um, you know, on, on smaller, so, you know, one branch estate agents, you are really super concerned about, well, can I pay wages this month? You know, can yeah. I pay for my office this month? And it's, you know, you, you have to look after that, you know, cash is king. But it's exactly the same problem as massive, large listed estate agents when you've got the same challenges, but slightly different, which is, well, I've got to, you know, I can't throw a drop on the profits. And as a consequence, you, you cannot 
objectively look at your challenges because it's restricted by short-term challenges facing the business. And, and I just implore, uh, or just, sorry, ask any leader to really start to investigate challenges ahead first of the profitability because you have to look at the long-term viability of the business. How can bosses do that? I mean, is it, I mean, is it as simple as them just taking a day off each week and reflecting and just seeing where they are, where they are, where they stand? Classic SWOT analysis of themselves and their competition. Um, I, I, yeah, I, but I think that comes second to a shift that they have to have, small or large, which is a, the communication that we are going to take a short, potentially we're going to take a short term hit in our profitability here. And again, that communication is very different, whether you are a small agency or whether you're a large one, which is, well, you know, in a large one, it's a case of shareholders. We are about to go on a digital transformation journey. We are going to have a real period where we might be a bit hit on our profitability because we're going to start testing things. We're going to start investing in things which we've never done before. We're going to screw it up. We're going to make mistakes. And we have to do that. Exactly the same thing when it comes to a short agency, which is, right, can we afford to take this hit? or can we not? And it's a real mentality of progression or actually, do we really need to change? Because let's be honest, some people don't. You know, they may not be planning to be around in 20 years time, but there should still be that period of self-reflection of, you know, do we need to take that here or not? What's the third P? So procrastination is a really big one, which is, you know, why, um, why should we do it today? It's just a simple mentality fix, which as leaders, it's so very easy to procrastinate and not do anything because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's be perfectly frank. You know, and I love this state agency. I, I absolutely do. And, you know, there's a thrill in selling or letting a house or we're doing. And, and so why, why do we need to fix it? We're still getting our leads in from right. We're still getting listings. So we've got a great high street presence. Why do we need to change? And that's really hard as a, as a leader because you're in your comfort zone and you're happy. And yeah, you're getting, you know, it's tough. Business environment is not, is not easy. Um, but there is no better time than the present to, to start questioning yourself as a leader to say, I need to start really thinking about a holistic look at the business, especially if we're coming into potentially a recession. There's no better time to reflect on these things as now. So procrastination is definitely there. What's your fourth? Perfectionism. Ah, big one, especially letting agents. Oh, why is it? Why, why do you say that? Because of the type of personality type they are. They're detail orientated, hate criticism. I well, never realised the two existed together. I obviously, the, I mean, very yeah, detailed people. So what you tend to find is, is that most estate agents are people, people, outward going yeah. people, people, who, especially valuers, because most valuers turn into bosses, who tend to love the sound of their own voice, uh, wait for other people to, you know, talk. They're waiting for other people so they can talk. They don't listen. Uh, but they use their people skills to persuade people to put their house on the market with them. And they can't take criticism if they've done something wrong. No, they, no, no. Their biggest fear is, um, is rejection. We're talking about these stages now. Interesting. They're, yeah. they're, 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 that's why they're not very good at business generation. Whilst letting agents tend to be more perfectionist, detailed, orientated, reserved, processed people who don't like criticism. Mm. I'd never really thought of it that way around, but it sounds absolutely spot on. And it, and it really speaks to that perfectionist state because I think, and it goes a little bit with that procrastination point as well, which is, actually it works right and I don't want to fuck it up. Why break, why break, why break so it ain't broke? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, to an extent, but it's also how does it reflect on me? So I think that there's two angles here. You've got to look at, um, do I want to actually potentially fail? Because that's a massive mentality of failure thing, as you well, alluded to. Well, people don't want to look stupid in front of their friends, do they? 
with that, but it's also, let's be honest, a lot of estate agents, and, and I know this completely, it's all about themselves and it's about their legacy, especially when you're a leader within a state agency and you know, you're coming to the last sort of five or 10 years of, of your leadership and you want to leave you know, with your head held high and you want to make sure that the business is in its strongest position possible. And so what you don't want to do is break it. But, and I always use the analogy here of Man United and when Alex Ferguson left, which was, he was absolutely one of the best managers ever, 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 ever. But then when he left, it all fell apart. And that was, you know, the succession wasn't in there. They weren't testing new things. They weren't bringing you new players and putting something in to back it all up. It's the same with a state agency. If, if you're frightened of failure, actually, that will happen after you've left the business where you'll look at the business health and realise it wasn't what it should have been had you not given the culture and the values of we're going through a period of change and communicating that to everybody so that you can leave it with a business that is prepared for the next generation. What's the next P? I'm going to pick my, my, my final long one, protectionism. Oh. Um, so we, we sort of, we have alluded to this in, in another of, of our clips, but, and this is quite short because of that, but protectionism around certainly in larger firms, IT departments and technical departments where you've got legacy-based systems, you've got systems that have maybe been built. And, and quite simply, it's, oh, actually, this is ours. And, and actually, it goes to the same extent as well around, let's say, negotiators and valuers, which is, actually, this is, this is my customer. And other systems might bring a layer of transparency to it as well. So, oh, actually, this is, this is mine, and I don't want to let it go. So there's a mentality bit and a technological um, forward bit. Um, product, I'm going to fi finish two. Product and pride are the last two. Um, product, very, very simply, um, in the sense of, you know, what is the right product? And there's often a lot of resistance. Well, you know, that product's the right product now, but in a year's time, it'll be outdated and it'll be refreshed. That's right, it probably will be. And actually, that speaks to a lot of the other things that we've got, which is understanding your problems and being a, um, a business that is always looking at systems every six months. Is this the right system for us now? Can we change it? What do we need to do? And it speaks to that build versus buy, which is if you're buying in solutions, you can change quite quickly. And again, if you've got the right mentality of people, you can shift, you can change all the time. And if you've got the right mentality of people there, they'll work with you, not against you. So that's the product thing. Always be willing to, to progress. And the last one is pride, simply. It's a human trait, it's a human mentality, which is I don't really want to change because I'm actually, I'm, I'm all right and I don't want to muck it up. And you know, it speaks to some of the other ones as well. Thank you for your time today, James. My pleasure.